I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like how his chin is right on the microphone. <laughs> I don't have any, because Adam changed the chairs. There's no more armrests now. So now you have to sit up. Yeah. So you got to sit on the <laughs> like chair so you're awake. All right, ready? All right, let's go. Let's do it. Oh, got to lose that. <laughs> Doesn't look right. In this episode of The Full Nerd, a real Mac Pro at last. And PCIe 4 is here. Do you care? Welcome to the Full Nerd episode ninety five. I'm your host Gordon Mong with Elena Yi. Ah, oh wait, I got it backwards. I used to go this way. <laughs> I was looking that Hi. way. Got it all wrong. We are I'm rusty. Goes Brad Charkas. Hello. I didn't because I didn't write it down here. That's why. <laughs> with Elena Yi on my left. For I, audio listeners, I, to I the left of your dial, as they say. I'm going to add Brad back. He wasn't here last time. You matter, Brad. We're coming up on 100 episodes and you still don't know the order. Uh, and Adam Patrick Murray is the one who put the uh, sh- uh, notes in the thing backwards. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. They're not even and, up. Yeah, they're not even up yet. Uh, up. Because we're still doing introductions. And <clears throat> also, I'll say, Elena, you have never seen Coke Fiber. No. Oh yeah. How how? But you've been to Good. Japan multiple so. times. I've heard it's over there. Uh, I don't feel like Coke really has a strong foothold there because when you're going down the sidewalks and you're seeing all the vending machines, it's all like Suntory and Asahi and all the Japanese brands. So I didn't really see much Coke. I mean, I, I didn't. There. Yeah, I didn't see any in like vending machines, but they were. That's where I was were getting my drinks else. from. <laughs> I did p- try Picari Sweat, uh, but not as good as Coke Fiber. Coke Fiber just it's like ten percent. Like is it's that like is coke it? with fiber. Yeah, yeah coke, coke with fiber with in it. A little bit of fiber. Uh, so yeah, it, it has. And because of the fiber, I was reading up about it. We were trying to figure out. Uh, it's designated in some countries as like a health drink now because oh. it's got the fiber in it. So it's good for you. Uh, Although they really, recommend but, not having more than one a day. Yeah, <laughs> uh, too much fiber. Uh, and also, yeah, it's it's about like ten percent creamier. Than normal Coke and Does it like, taste yeah. like Coke still? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, no, it's so it's like normal Coke, but they've just added stuff to it, so yeah. it helps you with your more yeah, constitution. I, I would say, yeah, I would say it didn't really taste any different. It hmm. was just creamier. So uh, yeah. you said that you really liked it. So how much were you really drinking? Was it in excess oh, of the it. daily it's recommendation? About like four cans on the show floor. <laughs> Uh, Counteracting that jet lag, huh? I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I ate. I, I don't think I drank more than two in one of the days. Uh, but I was definitely having at least one a day for damn sure. Uh, and Gordon was like, "Oh, right? you should bring some Whoa, home. Get that out of here." Oh, they don't have Pepsi fiber. <laughs> I was in That's Western Oregon. I was in Western Oregon, and apparently Pepsi went in there and pushed Coke out because it could not find it anywhere. Whoa. Really? Like, I found one store that had it, and I bought, like, four bottles because it was just, like... They just taste so like different. Cola Ma- Cola I don't Wars. understand people who say they taste the same. They don't. They do yeah. not. Well, but, you know, I I really should do the, the, the Coke challenge because I think I can tell the difference, but I've, I have performed that test on other people, and I've seen it performed, and a lot of people can't tell the difference. Wow. No, it's not like my wife's going away for a bit this summer. Me and the kids are doing uh, 
the milk challenge. That's a lot more fun oh, than the Coke challenge. No. <laughs> oh, no. Like different no. uh, percentages of fat? No, you just drink a gallon of milk yeah. an hour and yeah, have no. fun. Yeah, <laughs> no. Oh, that's... I'm, Mm, have fun uh, that's a stretch to say have fun. i've done it before my kids love the story they're like hey can we do that it's like yeah sure yeah hey well love they got to learn the hard way right <laughs> wow you know what i'm ready to talk about now <laughs> why don't we talk about some pcie 4, PCI 4 with fiber we're definitely yeah. gonna have people being like where are the timestamps time <laughs> yeah we got that backwards in the beginning we are going to start off with pcie 4 yes for we already have, we already have questions uh gordon uh yeah yeah, so I'm not Gordon, why, why don't you tell people what you know what PCI four is? Give a little bit of the the story, and then we've got some burning questions. So PCI four currently everybody's computers, mostly unless you've got older PCI two boxes. Most modern PCs are all PCI three based. There was a PCI three spec passed a few years ago. We are now finally seeing that come to fruition. On AMD, of course, with this new X570 chipset and brand new Ryzen 3000 chips, it's basically double the bandwidth, right? So PCI 3, let me make sure I got this right. I'm reading off the PCI 6 website. 8 giga transfers, PCIe 4, 16 giga transfers. So 8 gigs versus 16 gigs uh, bits per second for each link. And total of 32 gigabytes per second or 64 gigabytes per second on a, by 16 lanes. Okay. Uh, so the first it's question... It's a lot better. It's better. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the first question comes in from uh, Adam, uh, and he says that hey, w w one day at Computex when this was announced, I think that that the the AMD press conference day, you know, people were making a big deal about PCI four, and, and you were like, it doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. Like especially for graphics cards, like yeah, no, it, it it's not going to do anything. Nobody should care. Why is everyone freaking out about it? And then the next day, <laughs> Gordon saw uh, w the SSD thing, yeah, and you're just like, nice. PCI four is amazing. Wow, <laughs> everyone should amazing. care about PCI four. I did so, say. Wait, what's the question? <laughs> the question is, Gordon, should we care or should we not? Because you're giving me mixed messages here. I and, and again, we said this months ago because PCIe 4 has been coming. And I said for graphics workload, yeah, yeah, it's nice to have. I would not take it. But for all the other stuff in Southbridge, in your M.2 slots, in, in your SSDs, high bandwidth needs that go that you, where you would need more bandwidth than you can currently get out of a PCIe 3 slot, it is worth it. So an M.2 PCI, like there, uh, there's a Corsair, I think it's the MP500. There's also a Gigabyte mm -hmm. M.2 drive. They're basically the same controller. It's a Fizon controller. And both of them are, can hit basically the full speed of the controller. I, uh, the, the Crystal Dismark scores, I was, I think five, I, I can look at my picture, yeah. but five I, gigs. I was, I was, I was looking it up. It's five with that controller. And four, seven uh, reads, right? Yeah. yeah, four seven yeah. four seven writes five reads. So nice. It's very good. Um, not a huge change from what we're seeing out of most PCIe three uh, M twos, which are looks like about three and a half, right? So three and a half to three. Some of them. I like how so, to you like a whole game. Yeah, I mean it's a lot. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> like not much of a difference. yeah, that's like two SATA six hundred, right? Push to max. It's still, but it's not like it's doubled, right? And a lot of that is because the controller itself probably can't handle it. Maybe not even the NAND. Um, but yeah, it definitely makes a difference for storage. I would want it for storage. There's a price. Definitely the price of these one, um, it's going to cost more. You got to build Ryzen 3000. You need a new X570 board, which we'll talk about the other thing that's come up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And then you, of course, need a you know a brand new PCIe 4 SSD. Then you sort of get that beauty there. There is also Navi is going to be PCIe 4. That was the AMD thing. Hey, we got all, you can build a all PCIe 4 machine using, you know, Ryzen 3000 and Navi, which is, you know, cool. But, you know, putting Navi into PCIe 4 with the game workloads is probably not going to matter that much for the most no. part. Um, but they did show this this uh, uh, 3D Mark benchmark where they basically hammer the, the GPU with, you know, uh, data. So you can see, wow, look, PCIe 4 uh, GPU is twice as fast as a PCIe 3 GPU. So they compared a Navi versus, uh, I think, a, 20, a 2080 card. You know, it's just like, wow, look at all that bandwidth. I mean, which is, it's real, but unfortunately, most games just do not ever touch that bandwidth needed. Yeah, I mean, in the real world, you're not ever maxing out PCIe 3.0 yet. For, for graphics. graphics. Yeah. It's not, a, I mean... For gaming specifically, yeah, especially for gaming. So it, it doesn't make that much of a difference. It's not like it doesn't work, but it's not really worth it. it does it have any? Because um, <clears throat> I, I know some lower end cards can be powered off of uh, PCI bus. Does anything change on that end? No, yeah, it looks like it's mostly it's a clock increase. Um, you know, we went from it's it's really cool to look at this history of it. We go from uh, PCI one by sixteen with eight gigs. PCI 2, 16 gigs, 32, 64, 128 with PCI 5, which just which got also got announced to CES. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Computex. 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 Yes. <laughs> so, you know, and a lot of people are like, oh my God, why even do PCIe? Oh God, I hate it when I hear this stuff. Why even do PCIe 4 when PCIe 5 is here? Well, PC, they announced the spec. That means it's going to be a while before it'll it be a while hits the before you see it. It hits the streets, probably. Although there is incentive now for Intel and Nvidia to say, "Hey, we got PCI five, suck it, AMD." I mean, that's that's an incentive. But to give you an idea, PCIe four was the spec was published in twenty seventeen. Now it's the middle of twenty nineteen. We're seeing our first PCI four hardware. Mm. So yeah. Um, Saying that you never should have made PCI four because PCI five here, I think is 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 incorrect. I think mm. some you got to go here because this is it, it took a year and a half to get here. So uh, so or more uh, or more. I mean PCI four <laughs> part of the reason that it is you know we're first start starting to see the first hardware with it today at the same time that PCI e five is announced is because PCI four took a little bit longer than expected, right? So that could happen to PCI e five too. Yeah. Oh, it's, so the other interesting thing, um, just to, to go over the specs, 2003 PCIe uh, 1.0 first published, and then 2006. And by the way, we should give due credit to the companies that backed this. One of the big backers is Intel. PCIe 4 was really, or PCIe was originally very much pushed by Intel. So you got to you got to give them the credit there. Uh, 2006. So we're in 2003 to 2006, and then 2010 for 3.0. 2017 for 4.0 and then 2019 for 5.0. It's definitely accelerating as you go up that curve. So three years, four years, three years, two years. So it probably Wait, just no, this is like seven year gap here, man. Oh, yeah, seven year. Three to four <laughs> is seven years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And you graphics cards still don't really max it out. That's just how crazy PCIe is. But this is going to be great for SSDs, I think. Yeah. And then also it's just better because you just have, you can, um, you can run more stuff out of your Southbridge and, and get more bandwidth and, and on cheap for a cheaper price. You can definitely 
when you want tons of PCIe, you go big socket, you go Threadripper, you go Skylake X, and you get 64 or whatever crazy amounts of PCIe. It's just insane, right? 64 lanes of PCIe 3 is going to be way better than, you know, the 16 of, of uh, 4.0 you're going to get because all of those lanes are available uh, for AMD's implementation on their small socket. It's really six, 24 in the CPU, right? You get 16 for GPU, 4 for dedicated M.2 or some other repurposing slot, another 4 that goes to the South Bridge, and in the South Bridge you have another 16 PCIe 4.0. So, but you obviously you have 16 squeezing through a, you know, by four PCI four, you're not going to, you're not going to get the same amount of IO as you'd get out of a thread ripper, right? Mm. Moving it that mm. way. And the other cost is besides actual cost, cost, money cost, there's definitely some heat with associated with PCI four, the chipset. I didn't see a single board at, at, well, actually there were two boards, but they were just because they were giant heat sinks and they were $600 motherboards, but they were all actively cooled. So there's a heat cost there. And then M.2 in previous implementations, putting a heat sink on there was mostly for cool factor. I mean, it could help a little bit, but it didn't really get that hot. PCIe 4, these SSDs, the NAND gets hot, the controller gets hot. And the uh, Corsair heat sink is huge. Yep. And the Gigabyte one is all bra- you know, all copper. It weighs like, you know, <laughs> four <laughs> ounces of copper. It's going to be really hot. So... Even the, the chipset for X570 is, I've heard everywhere from 11 to 16 to 15 watts. So it has to be actively cooled. So it, I'm, I'm, it costs. I'm curious to see if that continues once more PCIe4 mm-hmm. controllers roll out because it's the Fizon one for this first one. I think I was reading on an Antec that this is basically their high end PCIe 3.01, just PCI4 now. So it like taxes the hell out of it. Yeah. So I'm real curious to see yeah. if giant four ounce copper heat sinks on ssds are the new norm or if it's just mm-hmm. early adopter growing pins yeah. uh something to keep in mind about that is even though like x570 is going to be pcie 4 one of the cool things about pcie like uh, the vast majority of popular interconnects on the pc is as backwards compatible so even if you buy a pcie 4.0 motherboard all your standard pcie 3.0 stuff will still work in it yeah Although that does touch on that sort of controversial, controversial thing that's just come up in the last few days. I guess I have not confirmed it with AMD, but there was a post on Reddit, supposedly from Robert Halleck, who's uh, um, from AMD. That's that's his. That's definitely his Reddit. Yeah, it's definitely him. But I just kind of want. To, I like to confirm mm-hmm. it too, just in case somebody yep. is. I mean, you know, somebody's taking over his account as posting or whatever. But they originally <laughs> they said that. If you took a Ryzen 3000 with, you know, that has PCIe 4 in it and you dropped it into an X470 board and X370 even, I think, right? They said that, yeah, you would get PCIe 4. Wait, did they it, say that? Because I was reading... I didn't they read, is the motherboard makers, I okay, think. Okay, right? that's what I mean. I didn't think AMD had said that. I thought the motherboard makers Gigabyte. had hinted at it. Yeah. Gigabyte in particular. Is it Gigabyte that kind of... Yeah. yeah. And then it was AMD that came out. And did a post on Reddit that basically walked that back, right? Yeah, although it's not... I should find that post. It's not really clear to me if they're going to prevent them from doing it. You know, I suppose if it they... It sounded like they were going to lock it so that it wouldn't it was, be possible. Yeah, it was very... The Halix post was pretty, like... I don't think it flat out said, no, we're not doing this, like, in so many words. But it said that in basically that many words. It's like, you know, because PCIe 4 needs different 
tra- traces, right? So some motherboards from X370 and X470 would be able to work with it. Some wouldn't having a mismatch of this one might work, this one will work, this one won't work. It's just super complicated, right? That's their justification for saying it's not backwards compatible, uh, which I honestly think is legit. Like, that's the same reason I didn't get mad. A lot of people got mad at Intel when they did the same thing with uh, the 8th gen when they moved up to Mm -hmm. six-core CPUs, but the power requirements on older motherboards are different, and you don't want to accidentally have PCIe 4 put in by BIOS update freak out your pc in some way so i think it's i think it's reasonable i think it's you know totally justified for them to say hey man this is a x570 feature uh, and let me i'm going to first point out i got to give a shout out to paul Lilly of pc gamer uh who properly points to old dot reddit.com rather than <laughs> the horrible new one good man good man i post uh apparently by amd robert halleck i have not confirmed this email i have asked them to confirm it in email I, i'm i'm 99 sure this is him uh quote this is an error we are correcting pre x570 boards will not support pcie gen 4 there is no guarantee that older motherboards can reliably run the more stringent signaling requirements of gen 4 and we simply cannot have a mix of quote yes no, maybe in the market for an older motherboard, uh, for all older motherboards, the potential for confusion is too high. When final BIOSes are released for third gen Ryzen, a GISA 1000 plus gen four will not be an option anymore. We wish we could have enabled this backwards, but the risk is too great. Yep. And actually I do remember because what happened was it wasn't just saying on the motherboard, they actually enabled it in the BIOS. So they there were some early beta BIOSes that supported Ryzen 3000, and somebody went in and said, oh, look, you can enable PCIe Gen 4. That- so if somehow you manage to get a hold of one of those, and you have an X370 or X470, you want to keep that PCIe 4 functionality, don't update to the final version, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah. I mean, it's a well, so even if it did support it, because remember X470s, uh, PCIe, those lanes that are not running off the CPU are uh, Gen 3. And probably, hmm. so I the fear to me, obviously, is people are going to go, I'm just going to run it anyway. I don't care. I can deal with a little graphics corruption. But if you, the real danger is you have an M.2 drive plugged into lanes running off of the CPU. If you get a little bit of corruption there on your SAT SSD, or I mean your M.2 SSD, then, you know, end the ball game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was interesting when I was reading uh, some of the more, how should we say, passionate uh, <laughs> <laughs> responses to it, um, where they said that they felt like AMD was, you know, taking away what makes them appealing, which is, you know, backwards compatibility and being really friendly to the people in terms of feature sets and being generous in that regard. But I feel like they see it almost as a zero-sum game, which is like either you're giving me something or you're not. And I thought that was kind of an interesting kind of way to look at it because when they say that it's not a good idea, that it could cause problems in the long run, that means what they're saying, too, is that they're choosing not to put a lot of resources in customer service and fielding, you know, people's complaints and it goes wrong, so on and so forth. Those are resources they can keep moving on new projects and new things down the road. Um, I just feel it's interesting that some of the most passionate fans kind of miss that point 
I, I, I think those passionate fans miss the point of backwards compatibility altogether. Mm-hmm. I don't think that backwards compatibility means you'll get new features that are coming to new motherboards. Too, I think it means sure. your motherboard will work with new chips. That's mm-hmm. all it means. It doesn't mean you're getting PCIe 4. It doesn't mean you're getting the whatever the na- AMD's name for its, you know, storage pooling is that came out with the 400 series. You're not necessarily getting the new features, just new chips will work with that motherboard. Yeah, which is still a good deal. I think so, I, it's too. Great. I think it's great. Yeah. I think so, too. Unless you have a... Well, so there is that other thing, too, is uh, AM4 is mostly compatible, but you're not going to be able to run X570 with a Ryzen first gen. So if you have a 1800X, you're out in the cold. I have an 1800X, and I'm hoping I can drop <laughs> a third gen chip into my X370 board without PCIe 4. That should work. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. It depends if it gets a BIOS update. Yeah, I think yeah, it's 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 up to the the board manufacturer. So most of them want to sell you something new first. So that's where the resources go. My board manufacturer is Gigabyte, and it sounds like they're pretty aggressive with these <laughs> AP updates. So <laughs> enables PCIe five. <laughs> Do you, and I think part of this is like what Brad said, though. It's sort of like you get that glimmer of oh, I'm going to get this new technology. No, you're not. That's, that's true. Not. We were talking about this, um, you know, offline a little bit, and that's what Brad and I were talking about. Because I said in our chat, I was like, I don't really understand why they're upset. I mean, in the sense of I get it intellectually, I don't understand it emotionally. Um, because I see it the way you do, Brad. And then Brad pointed out that, you know, someone had teased it and then AMD kind of took it away. And that always feels kind of crappy. And I get that. But to me, it's it wasn't that AMD had promised it and then took it away. Because then that would also, I would agree in that case that it that's kind of crappy. Like, that doesn't feel great. But when it's a third party that's kind of hints at it and then the actual person or company in charge of it says, like, no, actually, that's not how it works, then I don't feel like it necessarily takes it away. It just squashed the possibility, which still doesn't feel great, but a little different. That's that's one of the interesting things about motherboard makers and CPU makers being so intertwined. Because often, like before Intel announces a new processor series, say, you'll see, you know, all the motherboard vendors release BIOS updates that include this new series of chips. So we'll know a couple weeks in advance that these new chips are coming because, hey, these BIOSes are coming out that support these new chips, these new features. And so I think... You know, people who get these beta motherboard BIOSes from Gigabyte are like, hey, this is just like that. You know, it's an official thing that's coming. And it turned out not to be in this case. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, I, I get the burn. It's, you, you mm-hmm. kind of, but I, but again, it's a big buy in to do PCIe 4 anyway. So you yeah. would need, even if you had an X470 board, you would need a nice one, probably. And, and the whole the whole demonstration because there's another demonstration the Gigabyte did so they took four of their M.2 drives and they have a uh, an adding card where you mount four of the drives and you run them in RAID <laughs> and it was pushing 15 gigs a second reads like 15 writes so it's pretty pretty impressive although you know I I have you know I, some Intel was throwing shade it's like yeah, you could do that with PCI three uh, so, yeah and you, <laughs> I mean you could probably uh, but it was pretty impressive. But you got to look at a limited platform, PCIe limited platform like uh, X570. That SSD to use all uh, 16 lanes of PCIe 4 had to go where the GPU goes. So the, all the demos were with the, the uh, PCIe adding card in the top slot, and then the GPU pushed down into one of the lower slots. Because you can't get... There's, you, there's uh, only one slot that's by 16 uh, mm. PCIe 4. 
So, you know, I mean, are you, what, are you, what are you realistically going to use it for on your platform? Probably maybe an M.2, if that. So it's, you but know, here, I, I don't think it's the end of the world. It's okay to have the graphics card pushed down because it's still PCI 3.0 speeds, which mother- graphics cards don't saturate, so... <laughs> yeah, although it depends on how the board is routed too, right? Because yeah, yeah, we I mean, can, we shouldn't get into that. Because <laughs> then, if you're using all 16 of the CPUs PCIe lanes, you have you have lanes connecting to yep. the South Bridge, and you've got the M2. Then you're basically running. Through. It's it's a it's a pretty it's probably a pretty harsh performance nerf. I bet going through running it through yep. the South Bridge, so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think it's the end of the world. But uh, I have a question about this topic from uh, Big Mama in the house, a uh, friend of the show. Uh, is it true that AMD invested $15 million to help develop the Fizon PCIe Gen 4 controller in nine months? I have no uh, information on that. It sounds like a lot, of, an awful lot of money um, to do that you know, development. It's possible. But $15 million sounds like... <laughs> I mean, a lot if, of money. I again, I who knows? I have no idea. But if you're going to be putting out, you know, PCIe four motherboards with a CPU that supports it, and even a graphics card that supports it, to me, I think investing fifteen million dollars to be able to say, hey, this is going to be a fully PCIe four point PC with an SSD that can match is money well spent. Yeah, I I also like everyone else have no information to confirm or deny any of that, but <laughs> I would say that given the the very specific constraints outlined, I would say fifteen million in nine months specifically seems like I don't know anything about PNLs, but I would say that sounds reasonable ish given the time frame because nine months is actually pretty condensed for development. Yeah. It just I don't know. It just sounds like a lot of money. A hefty that's a hefty amount of money. I mean fifteen million is still a decent amount of money, but again, I mean nine months if you're trying to do crunch time and all that kind of stuff and you're just trying to accelerate the process, you usually you have to throw money at things to make them go faster. Yeah. Uh Big Mom in the house is uh linking to a guru three D uh article (laughs) about them showing off uh some of these SSD controllers uh, at Computex. Well, like it, I like I said, don't know either way, but I would totally believe the validity of that if that wound up being the case. Because like, again, like they made PCIe four, they want to show it off with stuff that's working. <laughs> yeah, and you, you know, I just to me, fifteen million sounds a lot, like a lot of like, money like, to me, even for. I think it was this morning or yesterday. I think it was Silicon Motion was talking about they're working on a PCIe four controller, and it's not expected till the first quarter of next year. So if that's the case and that we're looking at that kind of timeline for other controller manufacturers, $15 million is well worth it just in marketing costs, I think, for AMD to be able yep. to say, hey, you know, we got SSDs that run X fast. Yep. Okay. Well, I guess I'm just too cheap. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How about a million dollars? <laughs> This is a weird place for me to not be the cheap one and for you to be the cheap one. Oh, yeah. You're just willing to pay people like, yeah, hey, I've 50 wor- million here, 50 million you work, there. You work a production whatever. line long enough, you realize there's a certain point where you have to start spending money. Uh, th- this is a, a question from Discord. Uh, I'm jumping in too quick on it, but it makes sense for the topic. Uh, Alex 
is asking uh, if you were not interested in PCI 4, would it be better off just getting a X470 board for Ryzen 3000 chips since they don't need an onboard fan? You know, I think it just depends on what you want. I think it depends I, on I, what you're looking to get out of your system. I, I think for most people, you probably will get most bang for your buck there because you're, you know, you're. PCI PCI three by sixteen does not kill your graphics performance. Your SSDs are still plenty fast. So if you really and that's a really tough one. If you're saving a boatload of money on X four seventy, but it may not run some of the memory as aggressively as you can with X five seventy if you care about that. So I'm gonna bet these as I don't remember X four seventy boards reaching up into these high prices, but there are Six seven hundred dollar X five seventy boards. Whew, no, they did not. They did not <laughs> reach that high. I would say. Right. You once you reach two hundred, it was already like. Well, that's see that's X two ninety nine X three ninety nine motherboard prices. Like oh X three ninety nine motherboard for five hundred bucks with all the stuff you get. Okay, I could see, especially for two thousand dollars CPU. A but consumer chipset. <laughs> I was really surprised. I mean, I yeah, I understand why you know because people mm-hmm. want more there are people who legitimately like to buy high-end motherboards so i i understand that i'm I, I was just surprised um there was a slight price increase too i think although some one board vendor told me you know maybe 170 but a lot of them were like 200 dollars a floor okay for X570. i was about to ask that and x470 the floor felt like it was like a hundred dollars right uh i think more like 120 130 yeah, and then the 100 on sale that. yeah well, I mean, if it needs all the extra active cooling and stuff, that's not just extra parts. That's extra moving parts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to jump in real quick and with my own thought on that dude's question. Uh, Alex's question, I believe. Uh, I would say, yes, you'll probably get more bang for your buck with X470. But the, depending on how long you tend to hold your PCs, like if you're one of those people who holds on to a PC for five years, it might be worth it to invest the extra 80 bucks and uh, X570 right now, so you do have access to PCIe 4.0 if you decide you want a fast SSD three or four years from now. Yeah, and then the other reason to have something newer is when Ryzen 4000 comes out. There's, it may they may not necessarily work in X3 470 boards, but it probably right. has a better chance of working in X5. Oh well, that's true. I don't know though. I heard somebody mention it. Uh, AM5 at Computex. I was like, huh? I don't even know it. <laughs> I don't chase rumors that hard. I mean, I don't know if you saw that thing. I I just, I mean, I can I can have people sort of give me the, the scoop on some of the rumors, but then sometimes I just feel like I, I I don't know what to do with it. Sometimes you know, should I? Because it sort of changes how you view hardware when you know what's immediately coming. That's true. I would. One say- thing to keep in mind is uh, AMD only promised backwards compatibility for chips when they originally launched Ryzen through 2020. Yeah, so, so it's like Zen, it's up to Zen yeah. 2 only. So that's true. So definitely that AM5 maybe moving right. to DDR5. So that'll probably break it. I would say my suggestion is if like upgrading right away is not necessarily a thing that has to be done. Like give it maybe even another three to six months, just kind of get a sense of like where the X570 boards are going to fall in price and like fan noise and other like little ancillary things that go into um, how people feel about their builds. And then you can decide if it's worth going the bang for your buck route, which I agree X470 is a good bang for your buck sort of thing or if it's worth going with something that you can kind of hold a little bit longer and it'll kind of give you a little future proofing 
Uh, some people are asking uh, when can we see these boards and when can we see Ryzen or uh, Ryzen three thousand chip reviews. When do you think we can get all this information? I it so sounds, people can stop buying. It sounds like they've already said seven nanometer parts available on seven the seven. month seven seventh July. day. Yeah, seventh day of the seventh month. Seven <laughs> nanometer, seventh month, seven day. Do they actually confirm the seventh? I wasn't paying yeah, that yeah. attention. July seventh. Okay. That's that's seven, clever seven, marketing, seven. but I'm sad for what that means for my July fourth weekend now. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> that, might, that really stink, right? Did they um, also so Nav- they also said Navi on seven? seven they seven? said nothing about oh, Navi. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, our, our DNA, our DNA is called now. Yeah, is that what it's? I thought it was, the code name was Sim. That's just the architecture instead of GCN. Yeah. It's our DNA. Okay. Uh, and uh, Vignesh is asking if we saw uh, any th- Thunderbolt 3 on AMD. I did not see any, but I did not, you know, dive into the motherboard mosh pits, but apparently Azeroth <laughs> did it. <laughs> Look, again, I'm not motherboard saying... Motherboard mosh pit. No, I'm not I just saying... That's, not, that's how you refer to the show floor. It's a I, mosh pit. It is. Well, I mean, Computex is just a motherboard awesome section. For, you could be stuck in motherboards just looking at motherboards for like a month. So <laughs> I've never... I don't, again... I have nothing against Thunderbolt 3 on AMD. There's nothing technically preventing it, but there's just a lot of politics involved with it. There's, I mean, I ask AMD, it's like, hey, how come you ain't got no Thunderbolt 3? They're like, I don't know. It works. We know it works. It's up to the motherboard <laughs> vendors to go get certified. You know, hmm, who does certification? Well, Intel does certification for Thunderbolt 3. <laughs> so it can be done. I mean, uh, I think Wendell at Level, level, tech, level 1 Techs, he's done it before as a hack. But it's just for motherboard vendors, it may not just be worth the effort, especially because Thunderbolt 3, the argument on a laptop is awesome. On a desktop, it's a little harder to find the usefulness of it because what the hell do you need it for? I mean, you got adding cards for higher speed than Thunderbolt. You've got DisplayPort. There's just so many. It's just less of priority. Like if you're a motherboard vendor, do I want to have send my my motherboard to be lost in the swamp of Intel's Thunderbolt three certification? And it is a swamp because things go in there; they don't come out for months, right? This is what I've heard this complaint for years. Swamps and mosh so you pits. You want to do this to get you know you want to be time to market. It's a pain. It's a pain in the butt. I guess the ASRock board that they did it on is a mini ITX, where you could say, yeah, that makes more sense than a than an ATX motherboard. So, but again, I did not see any. I didn't look, but everybody was yelling at me that ASRock had one. Being the ITX board with Thunderbolt 3. So. And they're still yelling at you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, this is not... I, I don't think this is going to be commonplace on most AMD motherboards because, one, you don't really necessarily have it, and two, they'll probably just wait for USB 4. So once USB 4 is has their certification program, they can do USB 4 with Thunderbolt 3. Yeah, we're done. Check, checked off. I, I think this is a lot easier. So. Mm. And, you know, Intel... Intel did not say, I still need to write a story about this. Intel did not say, like, we're done with Thunderbolt 3. This is going to be it. And they were very much implying, like, hey, we're still working on Thunderbolt stuff. So there could be very well a Thunderbolt 4 coming out, right? Thunderbolt 4 is better. It's only Intel. You're AMD. What do you do? You're like, oh, we're stuck at Thunderbolt 3 because <laughs> Intel controls Thunderbolt. So USB 4 is a safer way to go and not be caught up in that whole we don't have that game, you know? I think, personally. Uh, everybody wants Thunderbolt three on their desktop. Well, four. actually, we we have uh, one person in the chat saying, "Bring back FireWire," <laughs> <laughs> you know, which might help us segue into another topic. 
Oh, yeah, yes. that is definitely one thing not on the Mac. Adam needs to hit the grid set. And boom. That did it. That brings us to the next topic. <laughs> the Mac Pro. The Apple Mac Pro, is coming for back. your wallet. You think so? It's 6000 bucks, Elena. You can get the for, for 256 <laughs> gigabytes. Eight cores. <laughs> Eight Eight cores Xeon, yeah, I know. I mean, that's Apple. I has any have they actually had the prices of this thing out there yet? Well, should we break down yeah. the details for people? Who don't yeah, know? Well, we should first start <laughs> talking about the new cheese grater. Uh, top end Mac uh, Pro. Before, before he starts, I just want to say Gordon has an article about this up oh. on PC World today, and it's a really great read. Actually, I learned a lot reading it myself, I and I watched the right announcement now. yesterday. So, beyond this show, I recommend you go read that. Yeah, it's and I and now you can go read this and now I know I have a reputation at one point if you Googled world class Apple hater, I was uh-huh. number one on a poll I created. So just, just so you know. But you you challenge accepted. I make fun of Apple when they need to be made fun of, like not having mouse support on the iPad until now. And in fact, releasing iPad OS, which sorry, <laughs> I'm just, just laughing because Brad's actually googling this right now. It used to it used to pop up. It used to actually pop up if you did world world's biggest Apple hater. I would pop up in Google as in the poll, which I created to make fun of myself because it said you could vote between you could choose between Samsung's mobile chief. Uh, it, it was uh, Steve Ballmer, uh, somebody else. Uh, and then uh, Gordon Ung, that effing a-hole. <laughs> and I voted for myself, and I just, you know, it's just a joke. I can make fun of myself because I, I, we're, we're just having fun here. Sorry, sorry man. You're not even on the front page anymore. I'm not anymore because this oh. is an old poll. But it really, I was very proud of that fact. For Someone else Google captured thing. the yeah, it Wait, where, is it still an active poll? I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> Are you going to vote? Oh, crazy. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I could put it in the chat, and then we could all vote on it. And... Oh, and I also put Walt Mossberg. That was the other choice. <laughs> Walt Mossberg. Who basically is like, oh, my God, he's like the biggest Apple fanboy ever in as a journalist. And then it said, quote, just kidding, you know, because clearly that's not you. I and I want to say I want to give Apple props for making this Mac Pro. Actually, I, 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 I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. I want I, like, yeah, people are like, oh, my God, Gordon, you always make friends. Like, yeah, but I I have to give them props for making this Mac Pro. Uh, let's let's go over the specs. Uh, 28 core Xeon, up to 1.5 terabytes of ECC DDR4, uh, up to two terabytes, four terabytes of storage using, you know, f- funky proprietary SSDs, and uh, up to four GPUs, Radeon Vega Pro, Ve- Radeon Vega 2 Pro Duo card. So two, two of those, each of them with a custom dual card. Uh, in a really small box. This thing is like 20 inches tall. I, and so It's like micro ATX size, right? It's micro ATX size, which I actually, I wrote a column about this saying Apple should just make a micro ATX Mac Pro as a cheese grater. And then, you know, because <laughs> Apple's, is they introduce the stuff and then they neglect it for four years, right? Just do this, neglect it, let people add in the hardware. Apple actually made a machine the size of a micro ATX, your a typical micro ATX box, but a monster CPU, 28 cores, eight PCIe slots in a box this big. I have a Xeon out there with the Xeon, 28 core Xeon. It's like you would barely fit on this desk, oh, right? Is so that it's the one that tiny. has like the fan that I can hear from across yeah, the office? The motherboard, oh, yeah, the oh, motherboard. Yeah. It's like the Asus <laughs> Dominus Extreme. That's very much like the motherboard is this big. It's bigger than probably the, the Mac Pro's you know, entire self, right? So they did some really cool stuff. All proprietary, all proprietary, but Apple. the memory is mounted on back. 
I think it's really interesting looking at this. I'm reminded of your article from Computex about Asus's prime utopia. About like, what if we weren't beholden to ATX and Apple pulled it off? It looks like this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I and again, like the memory, the CPU is mounted on the interior one side. The back side they mount the RAM on the other side. That frees up one. Uh, you don't have to have those dims blocking air. Mm. Uh, you also have more space for cooling. And I think the VRMs went to the backside as well, which is the one thing they did on that, that Prime Utopia, the ASUS idea, which you can do that because it's not ATX. And then these PCIe slots basically go up all the way up the backside of this machine. So it's... It, and it's, uh, the, the, I just want to point it out before we get away from it. The Radeon Pro Vega 2, uh, that card that you can get in it, has like this wild proprietary PCIe power connector that does 475 watts, which is... <laughs> Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really funny to me because they, they said, oh, it's all new PCIe connector. It's like, all new? Is it a new spec we don't know about? And I was like, so I checked with the PCI SIGs. What's the spec? They're like, we don't know. They didn't say that. They just said, we, it's not our design. So clearly, it's all new to Apple is what they're, they really should be saying. It's like, not all new to you. It's all new to us. They just they created an extra slot for power delivery for these cards. And I guess for the Thunderbolt, because there's, I guess that's uh, by eight. Um, Thunderbolt three connection. So I mean, it's it's just it's just so Apple. I mean, mm-hmm. I would have wished they would just follow industry standards. It's not M dot two. Hell, I think the only thing you can really add in here is memory. Maybe the CPU, but that's, that would need a BIOS update from Intel or that's from the part that Apple. kind of amused me about the whole immediate reaction to this. Like this thing is a freaking monster. Like this thing's ludicrous. I'm in awe of how they re-engineered everything. Like I think it's really cool. But everyone's like, oh, yeah, the modular Mac Pro is back. Uh, they <laughs> neglected the Mac Pro for years and years now. And everything that's modular in here is not standard. It's proprietary. So if you want to upgrade it in the future, you're counting on Apple continuing to support this product, which yeah. their past record for this particular product is pretty darn crappy. Well, but before the trash can, it was the same thing, you know? Yeah, the, you know, yeah. the trash can... <clears throat> Is it confirmed that you can actually swap out the parts? Like, is it actually yeah. modular? Oh, yeah. well, you can. Yeah, they okay. They can yeah. be removed. <laughs> that doesn't mean you can go. Oh, I can go buy a, no, a no, high no, end I know. quadro car. No, I know in my that. Mac. I just it'll want to fit. Make... It'll fit in I just, the case. I was asking if it's like truly designed to be modular, or it's more like when you're messing around inside a laptop where you're like, well, I can no, swap it, this out, but I wasn't really supposed to. It is. It is a real. You can change parts, but you cannot use mostly industry standard parts. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm almost certain you cannot run a Quadro in here because you can get drivers no. for no. it. Mm-hmm. It'll fit. It'll power up. I don't know if the board would necessarily recognize that GPU. Um, but, you know, it would fit in the slot. They did say it's an industry standard PCIe slot. You know, whoop de doo But if you can't get drivers, how does that help you? I mean, there's all the normal Apple negatives, right? Uh, which I recognize, and I yeah, you might you may never get anything for this again. Brad, they're like they'll push this thing out, and you're just like you won't get any yeah, attention until 2025. So I'm looking it up on Wikipedia right now. It says first generation launched 20, uh, 2006, second generation launched 2013. It's 2019 now, so we got we got to add like another five or six years to that. Yeah. <laughs> so I but I don't I don't think they're going to do that. I and then plus the cool the other thing is they have that afterburner card, which is you know their custom. Some custom ASIC they have. 
to basically accelerate the hell out of their ProRes RAW. So I, it's going to be, and you, they ain't going to give that to anybody else. So that's no. a seven-year-ish cycle. So, yeah, well, I guess whatever's in there now hopefully well, has to last that long. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, when I when I used to work on Mac Pros, they lasted for a long time. Like Did we, they? Yeah, we didn't have to upgrade for a while. So, But what's yeah. a while? I'm, is a while like four uh, years or no, is a while? like six uh, years. It's because yeah. okay. we had them for a long time. It's because you couldn't upgrade. They still ran just fine. Oh, my God. I hate, That's uh, how I think this is going to be. Like, this thing is an absolute monster right 28 cores uh, 1.5 terabytes of ram that ridiculous vega setup like this thing's gonna last a while but uh, one of the big pushes for it is it's modular you can move stuff around and a lot of it's gonna be beholden to apple being like okay now we're gonna stock gpus that you can upgrade and i don't know if apple's gonna do that well but uh, see and th- this is my thing i i know i'm gonna get hate here you okay know, this, I is, will. this is fun yeah this is fun brag right. on apple here we go but i i came from a mac i i am a convert came from mac to a pc because they weren't paying attention to pro users like me if if they would have just this kept does. the mac pro going the way the old cheese grater and just kept it going i would have been fine with it but really the mm-hmm. trash can was like okay you you screwed up i need to go somewhere else <laughs> you, uh, you yeah. guys lost it so, so, yeah so and, and and it's not just me i know a lot of other professionals who were on the mac you know don't hate me too much but they're video professionals it's a good place to be and audio professionals anyway let me let me fix uh so (laughs) all i wanted and all i've ever said was they should have just kept doing what they were doing but instead they went to this whole trash can thing and screwed it up so honestly i'm like wow they went back to what they were doing that's great. That's all any, okay. any of us ever wanted. So, like, it, like sure, it's going to be expensive, but guess what? It always has been. Right. Sure, it's only so. semi-modularity, but guess what? That's always what it had been. So, do you think you'd ever go back? I mean... Like, let's pretend that John has an unlimited budget and you could request one of these. Would you go back? Well, for me, it all depends on the software because Premiere started running worse on a Mac than on a pc so if we stick with premiere then 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 no i don't see a reason for it premiere uses cuda you know and so it's like okay it's, it's going to be, be a huge advantage but we're also thinking about maybe checking out davinci resolve which i've heard does run really well on a mac uh so you know there's certain things like in that afterburner card i mean we don't the the codecs that they're talking about with that afterburner card aren't codecs that we use uh but if we did use those and then we switch that in the future and it's a huge advantage on the mac you know like okay you would have to run a red like a red well no 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 it's it's not red red they don't support red it's uh it's ProRes. so yeah well you know if if we had a ProRes workflow you know okay but i mean would we ever switch to a ProRes workflow i I, Eh, you know i can't let this go adam yeah, I know. I, just, I know. Come I'm on, bring correct, it. Bring a record it. here. Yep. Bring yeah. it. Someone has to defend the PC. You said like they they ran a long time. Well, what would you expect? It was like a twelve thousand dollar computer. If I bought a twelve thousand dollar workstation, it would run a long time too. So I yeah that that whole ridiculous Apple person always says those those kind of statements. Also, are like also the re- craziest. It's supposed to explode after two years or something like that. It was twelve thousand dollars. Yeah. Also, I will say Mac Pros were always business. Like I I I didn't never know any video professionals who own them personally. They just <laughs> businesses own them. This is not something. Oh, of course. This is, this is something your boss buys. So, you know, the high prices of whatever, of course, it's dumb, but business users are buying Of course. I mean, there's no (laughs) other way that they could get away with a $1,000 stand for their monitor. 
Yes. <laughs> just like, it's with, like- a, with an extra two hundred dollar visa mount. <laughs> I, just, I was like, well, I, for some reason in my mind, I was like, a ninety nine dollar stand that seems kind of expensive. Then you I know, was like, wait, no, no, one more nine thousand dollar stand. Listen, listen, sorry, not I'm I'm not defending Apple here, but if you go into <laughs> professional editing houses that have like whole workbenches that are custom built, you know, with like nice mounts and stuff like that. <laughs> Actually, it's not that expensive. And that monitor is like, actually, even though it's, I forget how much thousand dollar stand. I know, but remember, who is that selling to? It's not selling to us. It's not selling it's to Pixar, consumers, Disney, right? You know, like know, so I know. whatever. I, I you just, know, <laughs> I just got to think. Even if you're the procurement officer for Disney, <laughs> you're not going to go. Yeah, let me just have twenty of these thousand dollar stands. Maybe you are. And actually, yeah, yeah, you are. How many billions <laughs> yeah, of dollars are, from Marvel for, movies for thousand dollars? You should Why see, wouldn't you just get your custom... You, you have not been in a high-editing workstation, like, <laughs> sweet. Like, dude, they spend money. Like, the the acoustic paneling alone spend, is, like, $10,000. Like, that's just, when, just when, stuff when, to hang on the wall. <laughs> when your company's going to buy 100 of these, you go, hey, Apple, we'll buy 100 of these if you throw in the stands for free. <laughs> and Apple will say, that's great. That we're not going to sell them to you now. <laughs> because that's Apple, the way Apple... The, you know what's interesting, what? though? Adam's right. Adam's right, though. It sounds like you're a little bit defensive, Adam. Uh, I'm not jumping on the Mac Pro here. I think this thing's ridiculous. Like, I admire the hell out of it. I'm just dumping on the idea of it being modular, and it is modular, of being replaceable parts inside. Yeah. But you I yeah, the chances of Apple ever selling you the GPU for this thing are slim to none, which is not good. I mean, I kind of wish they would. Because Apple would say, we'd rather just have you buy a whole new computer, right? No. So why not on the not on the Mac just, Pro line? It's yeah. not new. Actually, they would just say we don't care. Thing. We just don't care. <laughs> I want to buy a new one. Here's a million dollars. We don't care. We don't care. That's what they've always said. See, it's not new, but their whole thing when they first announced like a year or two ago, hey, you know, we realize we abandoned you guys. We don't the professional users. We don't want to. We're gonna take a couple years and do this right and make sure it's you know modular and replaceable and stuff. Technically, it is modular. There are modules that can go inside of it as PCIe slots, but for all the core parts to not be replaceable, that just that just seems like they're not fulfilling 100% that kind of promise they were making. Well, I Although mean, we're going to have to wait and see if yeah. they... I kind of feel like we can't say that until it's, no. some time has gone by and they actually haven't released any hardware for their I own think, ecosystem. Well, when they were saying that, you know, two two years or something, they've been teasing this. I remember I was I was doing in the middle of something two years ago when this came up, uh, and I was reading it, and I'm like, oh, cool. They're talking about how they're going to make a modular, like you can replace this Mac. That's what they've been saying for two years, and to stuff it full of proprietary parts is the part that, because they've been saying they're going to make it modular and replaceable. Yeah. That's the issue that I have. I don't have no, an issue with the machine point. itself. It's a fair point. It's <laughs> well, but, just that but, if they don't, it's it's a two-part thing where they set it, they release it, and then they have to actually supply those parts now for it to be actually that modular thing. And it's you're right, based on their previous you know history, it doesn't look good. 
but we don't know because they actually they didn't take you know user feedback into account they they turned it around they got rid of the trash can so it is possible that they'll in four years release you know another older gpu also for their system also i will say that modular for a pc person which you are brad is different than modular for a mac person like they when they said modular to the mac people the you know that's all the the Mac people cared about. They're they're not going to replace CPUs. That's why they have a Mac. Wait, is this why the right? people got excited when they talked <laughs> okay. about USB dongles for an iPad? Yeah, that was ridiculous. Oh, I, I didn't watch that part. I, so I no much idea. clapping, so much clapping for USB to support USB in your I, iOS. That to me was just like I'm real. <laughs> I'm real curious to see this afterburner thing once it, the reviews of this start rolling out. I'm real curious to see what that actually like is and what it's capable of because that could be like you say in your article the secret sauce that yeah. thing has the potential to be very interesting and be worth switching to Max alone for real creative professionals. Well, and especially if you if you're willing to give up, I know Adobe has said they're going to support this, but yeah, hey, Adam rolled his eyes. <laughs> he, he, rolled his eyes. It, he rolled his eyes because Adobe <laughs> like supporting hardcore. hardware is just like really. I mean, it's like what well, what do you like? Yeah. Nah. They're I on mean, a pretty slow I mean, schedule over Can there. you run it on it? Yeah, but <laughs> I support it. But you know, I really do think that this box. Yeah, if, so if you use ProRes, ProRes is your codec, and use Final Cut, which Final Cut runs great because it's optimized for Radeon, right? So mm-hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be smoking on this machine, if you, especially if you run Final Cut, I think. Final Cut, DaVinci, I mean, audio, like, so I'm a Pro Tools user, and yeah. Pro Tools still works way better on the Mac than the PC. Yeah. Like, just audio drivers in general, like... So there's definitely there's definitely reasons to use it. Yeah, no, I can see that because, you know, that is the strength of the PC is also its weakness. The strength is an an open, free ecosystem where you can add hardware. There's you know, a lot of the reasons why people go they look at workstations and they go like, "Wow, this is such a ripoff." It's like, "Well, no, because we've made our workstation, we've worked with Pro Tools, we've worked with so and so." to deal with driver issues, latency, or even hardware designs that there might be. Audio people have like super stringent latency issues, right? So it's entirely possible if you buy a workstation that's certified by whoever it is to do, do audio, it, it's going to be better than your run-of-the-mill, you know, we, we screwed a bunch of parts together box. The Pretty much what Macs are is the same thing. It's a, it's a very controlled hardware design with developers that know that are dealing with this and they there are certain things that they are mindful of which you can get on the pc if you go to a workstation vendor that supports that application but so yeah yeah they're actually third-party companies uh one of them's a an audio based company that just builds stations just to to maximize yeah, you know yeah yeah, yeah. uh and it, you know that kind of stuff and guess what? It's almost as expensive as these Mac Pros. Yeah, because, <laughs> so. I mean, sometimes it really is a lot of work you have to do. I mean, there's to make sure. I mean, look at latency issues that are that are kind of, they're still out there in a lot of, you know, PCs, especially consumer PCs. You know what? I was trying to figure out what these internal SATA parts are for. There's two. We're looking at an image of the motherboard, and there's two SATA ports. I believe that's power, that wacky-ass power thing that goes for the Radeon. This is like an external power for the GPU. And then you have an internal USB-A port, it looks like, right? That's a USB-A port and some kind of lock, probably to lock down the PCIe cards. I, I'm trying to figure out what they're going to plug in on the inside of this uh, machine for the SATA and for the uh, USB port. Well, I think the idea is just so that you have all these so that you can expand on it, right? 
Yeah, and you know, we I've seen workstation PC workstation motherboards with internal USB for maybe for dong- oh maybe for dongles, you know, some of those rainbow dongles for Sentinel, you know, for um, car protection. So rather than having it outside of the machine where your employees steal it, and <laughs> I've worked Wait, at a what? place. You never People had that stealing happen? what? So there's, you know, so some of the very expensive, um, you know, workstation software, they don't want you to copy it. Oh, right? oh, the, so you the, have a, the, the dongles. Oh, I, yeah, dongle I have, if you port, go to my desk right now, I have like three dongles like hanging out on top. Stole? No, no. <laughs> of like Pro Tools still uses a dongle. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. So you would, if you were like in your shop at Disney, you would put the dongle inside the case and you would lock oh, it shut. Oh, man. I you guess I never thought of that. put it on the port outside. Somebody's going to pocket that. Yeah. You know, hey, what's up? We can't run this. I don't know. And then you go to them like, well, how much for a new dongle? Well, that'll be $5,000. Uh, <laughs> and that's how I've actually worked at a company where that happened. At Best Buy. Yeah. Well, yeah. This doesn't, doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably what that's for. <laughs> That, that motherboard that is super cool. I really like what they did here, even though it's not in standard. This is totally different from anything you'd see in an actual Windows PC. Yeah. I will say the outside, I think, is ugly. Oh. I'm sorry. I just... I want to know if like you it? can like Who cut your it? finger on it. I, I think it's ugly. I mean, it's very sad. I think it's just... I'm more worried about actual like dust management, but then I realize all these are going to be sitting in offices with filtered air anyway. Yeah, that's true. Dust is going to be an issue because this thing is sort of passively cooled. Well, but... It's passively cooled with three fans. Like, yeah. what does that mean? I mean, they don't. So there's no, there's like, no, are the, the fans not spinning? There's no fans on the actual GPU and CPU, but instead they rely oh, on the case. On fans, the case, oh, right? Because okay. so, they said it was. Oh, it's passively cooled. But it's just, yeah, I was like, wait, that doesn't big, that doesn't make any sense. Wind, wind, wind tunnel, right? The entire machine is, and they've done that before. I'm still kind of skeptical about how well it'll run that way because it does seem like you're moving a lot of air to to make it's gotta it. It's got to be hot. I gotta say, I'm not encouraged by Apple's experience with the Core i9 and laptops. Oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they don't know cooling. Has anybody done that in Core MacBook Pro yet? Because I, everybody's no, I like wondering so. if that's going to glow. Like <laughs> the entire case will actually start uh, glowing from the heat. Yeah. I imagine there's only one guy at the Apple uh, headquarters that just like deals with like like cooling. <laughs> He's just like, hey guys, what should we think about cooling? Uh, no, damn, okay, not this time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, a lot of people went back. They must have retooled cooling. I just don't like the way it looks. It looks this whole. It looks funky. Uh, it looks like the uh, large size of the cheese grater. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's really, in almost every way, design and internals, like everyone just kept screaming, bring back the cheese grater back. And they're like, all right, cool. Yeah, sure. We'll we'll just essentially just bring it back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like and took everything literally. Yeah. I think it's smart. I, I think it's ugly as hell, but I think it's smart on their part, actually. I think it looks OK on the tower. Like I can accept on the tower where it's weird to me is the back of the monitor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just. Especially when you're paying a thousand dollars for that stand. I really hope they bevel <laughs> off those sharp edges because it does look like you're going to cut no. yourself. So. Ah! Well, once you bleed on it, it's yours. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty damn cool for. I mean, for a Mac Pro. I mean, what do you like? <laughs> I like how you had to slip in. No, I mean, I would never. <laughs> that qualifier. The proprietary thing is always gonna is gonna burn everybody. Proprietary M.2s, proprietary GPUs, and the high end. 
Uh, oh, casters, Gordon. You can put wheels oh, on it. Oh, yeah, right. like the optional, uh, optional casters. Yeah, all yeah. like his nineteen ninety eight again. <laughs> or the uh, who is that? The Acer Predator Triton nine thousand yeah. from but, a yep. couple years ago but had here, wheels. <laughs> here's the thing: if it's micro ATX tower sized, why do you need wheels on it? Yeah, and it's only forty pounds. I was sort of like, that seems like a strange addition. Maybe there's production shops where they roll them around instead. Maybe. Yeah, so, I don't get the wheels, but I, I don't get it either. But I just I look, we can be nice. I'm being nice. So <laughs> it does. It does possible. a lot of cool things. I like that new PCIe connector. I like the way they've redesigned around typical ATX. I mean, that afterburner card's intriguing as hell. This thing's yeah. super cool. It's, yeah, it's not for me, but it's super cool. And it looks like it's going to kick some butt. It would be more exciting if they also had given definitive plans for support in terms of like, here's how we're going to release the modular, you know, components you might want to swap out down the road. If they had set up like more of a, an ecosystem around this, I think it would be more exciting. Well, a lot of the, a lot of the third parties have already announced stuff. They? they just didn't do it on stage. Yeah, but it still yeah. have been a better. Yeah. No, I mean it would have been nicer. Yeah. Well, I mean that's like uh, like uh, the graphics cards are in what are they called MCX modules. They said so you can swap them out. This new thing they made called MCX modules. Like uh, when Microsoft put out Surface, the reason it kept the same form factor in the dock for so long is because of business support. They're like, hey, man, we, we're going to keep this form factor for at least X amount of years. So, you know, when you buy this, you'll have an upgrade path. You can keep getting the surfaces, your existing hardware will work. If Apple could say something like, we'll, you know, release new graphics cards modules for this for at least three more years, I mm -hmm. think that would have been a big difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a Agreed. serious, serious issues in those towers because you couldn't, and they were custom BIOSes. Like some of those things would not, you couldn't just slap any card in. Besides drivers, they wouldn't work with the machines. So, yeah, I I would hope so. And then I, to me, the biggest fear is you know, all these rumblings of Apple going to ARM for Mac. Oh God, I yeah, and I you know I've heard from enough people now that I I I don't believe it'll work. I think it'll be the end of the Mac. I will say that it won't again. Work. Really? But well, I yeah, but I think work. they're still going to do it anyway. I do yeah, think they're going to do, do it anyway. anyway. And then who wants to go out and, and sink $25,000 into this thing and then be the, the end? You know, <laughs> you watch everybody sailing off on the arm ship and you're like on the shore like, wait. Uh, so somebody's asking us uh, if, if we can talk a little bit more about those custom uh, AMD cards in there and if we think those will come to the PC. The Vega 2s um, or whatever? I would doubt that'll come to the PC. It's basically two Radeon 7s stitched together. Yeah. Uh, it's the same second gen 7 nanometer Vega process. It has more uh, HBM2. Yeah, 32 uh, gigabytes of HBM2. So that's each chip has 16, just like the Radeon V. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe they release something for the pro, you know, pro like instinct style cards. I wouldn't expect to see a Radeon consumer card uh, like this on the PC. Yeah, it's interesting too because uh, I think it's eight eight eight. It's uh, four eight gig stacks for each GPU, so thirty two gigs is even more than an instinct card. It was more than the Radeon seven. V yeah, because already on 716, but that's gigs. only one chip, so it's basically the two chips. And the kind of cool thing, too, is they're connected with Infinity Fabric, which is what AMD's use internally on Threadripper, and I think also on their G the, uh, the GP stuff. But it's pretty cool that they're connecting on the dual cards, you know, both chips with Infinity Fabric, and they're also saying if you buy a single Radeon Pro Vega 2, gosh, i got to get that right. <laughs> Pro, it's Radeon Pro Vega 2, to 
another single Pro Vega too, you're going to be able to connect them using some Infinity Fabric across a bridge. I'm guessing the bridge is the other side of that card, which is not on the Radeon 7 currently. So there's some kind of external Infinity Fabric that AMD's kind of talked about using. And it's, you know, it's, it's pretty damned, uh, pretty damned yeah, it's uh, cool. You know, it's, it's, and then it's the fact that, you know, uh, all the software that supports it on the Mac, like Final Cut, this thing is going to see on a screen for Final Cut, I think. It's well, going to be... And and I got to ask, like, how, how big of AMD's GPU uh, sales is because of Apple, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I mean, at least yep. anything we want to root for them to say, hey, keep keep going with amd stuff i mean even though well, people would I like mean, to use they're NVIDIA, in apple but... they're in xbox they're in playstation they're in the radeon desktop cards now they just yesterday signed a deal with samsung to license radeon ip for mobile phones mm. i mean radeon's in a lot more places than pc centric people think nice and apple's a good one uh man yeah this thing's cool i just wish apple would embrace nvidia or at least allow nvidia to ex- exist in something like this. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, I do think it is important, but I, I would, I would think that they'd love to be in the position NVIDIA's in and being everywhere else. I mean, mm-hmm. NVIDIA still sells a crap load more cards for most of the PC ecosystem. They're not on consoles. They're mm-hmm. on an Apple, obviously, but they definitely move a lot of hardware there. And I just want to give you some breaking news. I have confirmed with AMD. Uh, breaking, breaking. You are correct that PCIe will not be PCIe 4. This is an email, but I'm in a, it was for public consumption. I'm just not reading private emails. Um, uh, correct that PCIe 4 will not be supported on motherboards released prior to X570. Uh, so 400 and 300 will have PCIe 3 support. These boards were designed and built prior to the capability to ensure PCIe 4 functionality, and we cannot adequately ensure a performance-stable user experience. We do not believe this is an acceptable experience for consumers. So they don't want you to break stuff on your machine and be mad. So, mm-hmm. yep. Sucks, but it's reasonable, I think. I think it's very reasonable. It's a little bummer, It's and it's kind of unfortunate somebody jumped the gun mm-hmm. on, on this by yeah. pushing it. So That's mm-hmm. the only... It, if they had never... If those beta updates never happened this would never be a thing you wouldn't expect to have pci4 on a board the board that didn't launch with pci4 right right so but that's it's taiwan it happens right so yeah mm-hmm. just a lesson that even though something can happen it doesn't always mean it will happen no it will happen <laughs> 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 it's like when we get and when we get questions hey gordon you want to come to this super secret thing we're going to be discussing uh, can I tweet out the picture of the invite saying going to the super secret thing? Like, no, that, that would not be, it would not be secret. Then if you could talk about going to a secret meeting. No, what I mean is that even though gigabyte showed that, oh. or did the like, Oh, this could happen. Doesn't mean it will happen is what I mean. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It's a tough market though. They got a really, you're fighting for attention above all other more motherboard makers. I can understand why they did it. So bummer so that's the mac pro that is the mac <laughs> pro hey it's a worthy adversary that's what i'm glad i mean mm-hmm. and as as somebody it got really sad there it got so sad it wasn't even fun to make fun of max anymore right and yet i mean you still did it Gordon. well i mean no but i i really was i was like you what know what, what's there what's there to make fun of the keyboard the trash can it was just like there's like a certain point where you're just being mean. Like it's not even in the spirit of competition. It's just like 
There's, I mean, you're still doing it, though. I mean, I sit near you. <laughs> yes, I do, but that's not. You know, I'm, I, I just, I just, I'm glad because this is a worthy, this is a worthy, uh, worthy competitor. What you're really saying is that you have fresh uh, material, yeah. fresh material, to and to use. you know, and again, I, I just think you know, I want to also. It's, it's not, it's not about, and not religion here. It's simply, hey, we're calling out how awesome this thing is. It's pretty damn cool. You know, if you, and I always sort of like talk to this. If you had a, a PC vendor who could make a completely proprietary, you know, badass motherboard, or if you had some overclocker who went out and did a, a, a GoFundMe and, and had hand-built, you know, badass motherboards with the RAM mounts and I'm back and all these cool features, you'd be like, wow, that's awesome. I mean, it's proprietary. It's going to sort of like it's not going to go far, but it's you still got to call it like, wow, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's not cool. Okay. I just think it's funny. I just want to say, like, because when people say I never say anything nice, I've said lots of nice things here. So, <laughs> lots, lots. One episode. Uh, we want to get to some questions. Sure. Yeah, yeah sure. we got lots of questions lining up. Hey, Adam. Yes. I just have to be out by uh, twelve fifteen your time. Okie doke. Okay. Easy, so easy. We'll get through them quick. Uh, if you want to put in questions uh, at any time, any place, uh, we have a Discord uh, for that, so you, you can uh, put it in there. Uh, and this first one has been uh, held on to for a while, so I'm, I'm going to go back. Uh, it's from a, kind of a newer user, uh, Zorglub. Um, is DLSS on all games, and how does it work for a noob like me? What is DLSS? DLSS. DLSS is deep learning super sampling. Uh, NVIDIA's proprietary technology, speaking of proprietary, uh, that uses the tensor cores inside of RTX-enabled graphics cards, be they you know GeForce RTX 20 series or Quadro. I forget what they're called, but they have RTX options now. Uh, that uses the tensor cores in there to use machine learning to uh, basically speed up the performance of your games using... A fancier AI enhanced version of super sampling. So the idea is that it gives you comparable picture quality uh, with higher performance, so it's more efficient. Um, in reality, it's a bit hit and miss. Um, sometimes the picture quality can be a bigger hit than they said. Uh, games have to actively support it or ask NVIDIA to train its AI models on it, so not every game supports it. Um, a decent amount of newer games do. It's far from ubiquitous. Uh, it's a cool feature to have if you have an RTX card. Uh, if you don't have an RTX card, uh, you can't do anything with it. All right. Uh, another, uh, so it's not on all games. That was uh, another part of their question. No, it's not on all games. It's only on games that, you know, the, the developers basically give NVIDIA the stuff and say, hey, optimize your AI stuff around this. And then NVIDIA does that in their super, supercomputer and pushes out information to graphics cards via the drivers boom all right so. uh another one for you brad uh this is from friend of the show rusty uh can can we get a uh your overall take on the the amd press conference and x570 board news oh wait for uh, nope for brad because he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't there oh. oh i liked it i think it's good i think it's good to see uh you know amd pushing the envelope again it's been a while since they've been you know, at the cutting edge, you know, leading things kind of a deal, aside from core counts with Ryzen. So I think, you know, they're pushing the envelope with 7 nanometer. They're pushing the envelope with PCIe 4.0 and X570 and Ryzen and even Radeon. So 
I thought it was a very exciting press conference. And I was it was so exciting was. that it overshadowed the fact that Intel is actually finally going to be shipping his 10 nanometer parts soon. Like the ones that they've been for years been like, when are they shipping those parts? And they like, <laughs> they're doing it now. But AMD's press conference is so exciting, it got kind of overshadowed. Whoops. All right. Uh, da, 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 AMR asked, uh, is there going to be more X570 micro ATX? Do you know? Did you see any? I'm sure there will be. I didn't look Did not one. wade into the mosh pit. There was even mini ITX um, X570 and uh, I think Gigabyte. I saw a Gigabyte one and saying, yeah, we're going to have it soon. I think MSI had one too, but they they want to have it sooner. They realized there were a lot of complaints that a lot of the mini ITX boards are a little hard to get. And it has a fan on it. All right. Yeah, in general, I, I would say look for specialty form factors like that to come out at least a little bit behind the traditional motherboard sizes, though. Uh, Flash Photo is asking uh, what we think about the RTX support for Quake 2. Brad, do you want to, or uh, Gordon, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> Why should I talk about that? Somebody won't let me talk about it. I think it's pretty damn cool. Uh, it's basically uh, a developer took Quake, open, which was open source, and he did a version that ran on RTX that was fully path traced. NVIDIA saw the project and basically like, hey, let's build on that. And they're going to give away a free copy of Quake to RTX Thursday. It's today, today's, today's Tuesday. So you can, if you if you have it on Steam, you can basically download it from uh, NVIDIA and point it at your installer. And I think if you even have an original install, a full version, you can point it at that to get the full game. Otherwise, you can get three levels of the game from NVIDIA because, you know, they want you to play in RTX. And if you have a Rachel's sure. card... Shareware in the original, I think that was actually part of the deal with the way it was released. Is like, yeah, shareware versions it has to you have to give them three levels, so you get three levels with it. It looks pretty damn cool because it's ray trace. You go up to the reflections, you go up to the glass, and it's like, wow. You, I mean, this is anybody who lived gaming, PC gaming in the in the late nineties. That I mean, it was all about Quake too. So I I'm I'm blown away by it. I think it's pretty damn awesome. And we got to benchmark it. Yeah, I even bench- of course that makes people angry. I will tell you, I ran it on a twenty eighty Ti. It was ninety seven frames a second at ten eighty p. I know people are like, "Oh my god, one hundred frames a second in a twenty two year old game!" But yeah. if you go and read Nvidia's blog post to see what is going on under the hood of Quake Two, how computationally intense it is. You know, this is the kind of thing I read. I was reading a white paper from Pixar about fully path tra- the path to fully path trace movies right and i think the first fully path trace movie was 2016 or something like that or 20 2008 and it was a sony monster house or something like that so that is a professional studio rendering it right fully path trace this is a game rendering fully path trace in real time at in excess yep. of 100 frames a second so it is it is a hell of a lot of work going on Yes, it is 1990s level graphics, but I am very busy ahead of E3, but I am hoping I get enough time to give that a whirl this week because I am real interested to see Quake 2 running fully path traced, fully ray traced. It's it's just cool. I mean, you know, and especially because the innocence of Quake 2 and everybody who worked in the industry then. And I was talking to somebody at uh, NZXT. I don't want to use his name, but we were talking about the good old days. And it's just like it's just incredible how far we have come. Like I was saying we should do a documentary on. The early days of PC gaming till now, what it took to get here, because everybody just assumes that everything popped out with a, a <laughs> 16 core processor for $200 with fully RGB lit case and keyboards and like everything was always this hunky dory. It is a hell of a torturous path 
from the late '90s to here on PC to where the PC is today for PC gaming. So it's golden era right now. It's a, yeah, it's five, like a new five a new years ago. Era. It was bleak. Like, yeah, five years oh ago. God. <laughs> I mean, and not to bring it back to Apple, but the trash can was made, I believe, because Apple thought that would be the last Mac they would mm-hmm. ever make. Because after mm-hmm. that, we'd all be living our tablet world, <laughs> right? That was really what the the worldview was from a lot from the media to the press, and it was like the P. We remember post PC. We were living in the post PC days. It was like it was it, the obit was written, but look where we are today. So I'm not dead. Yeah, <laughs> no dead yet. So yeah, Quake I'm Two RTX. That's a celebration of all things that have gotten the PC to where it is today in gaming. So haters be haters, but it's pretty damn cool. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> Rooker over on Discord's uh, asked a bit ago, is the 9900K still the best gaming CPU, or did the 3800X just steal the trophy and its lunch money? Well, we haven't seen the 3800X <laughs> yet, so I don't know. Uh, Intel, of course, says, hey, we got 9900KS, even more clock speeds. So I think they're sort of planning 9900KS to be faster. It'll probably have higher clock advantage, might have some advantages, but I think it'll... The, the question I have now we have it we have to test 3800x 3900x 3800x we have to see how those chips performing games but I think it's going to be pretty close I do think Intel will still have an edge but it's not going to be the edge they had before that's my suspicion that it's going to be so close it probably won't matter but they will have an edge but not like it where, where you really I have no problems telling people 900k is the best gaming CPU that is hands down proven over and over and over again so I don't know if that's going to be in the case when we get to 3800 3900X, where it matters. It's going to be interesting because that 9900KS does the the special sauce is all cores go to 5 gigahertz, which is, (laughs) that's... Ooh, yeah. That's pretty good. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. The, 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 the unfair thing about 900KS is end of year. So that's a hell of a long wait. So I, I don't know, right? So you really, it's hard to say 900KS, but the K is a hell of a part too because it, it's damn near 5 gigahertz on all cores anyway. Yep. Most of them. So... I think there might be an advantage. I I think the the real question is: Is there enough of an advantage to where you want to give up four cores for it, or the lower, or a hundred, or two hundred? You know, there's just yep. the price of these other parts really make it like a better GPU or a little faster CPU. It's it's all what you need. How much money you have? So, yep. price is definitely yeah. going to be a factor in that. So yeah. I'm sitting over here with an 8700K and feeling like a chump. <laughs> yeah, you know, and Steve, I, I, Steve with Gamers Nexus, he brought up a good point. It's like, you know, i5, it's like, how the hell do you recommend i5 anymore? Considering where where Ryzen has been, core count, frequencies, it's just, it's really hard. i5, especially because they sort of nerf it by hyper threat, and just sort of, and then now these new parts are going to make uh, 9700K. It's going to make it really tough to to justify eight, eight cores, no, no hyper threading, you know? And this mm. is what competition does. Yeah. And it's great, right? This yeah. Is, yeah. I, this is very uh, exciting. Wait, here's my other project. I'm pitching it to Netflix. I'm not really. I'm making it go. Up. It's a wonderful. <laughs> it's a wonderful Christmas. But it's like, what if You mean Ryzen, it's a wonderful life? Is it a, is it a wonderful, it's a wonderful life? life yeah. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. You know, the classic. It's Christmas a wonderful movie. life. Jimmy Stewart. It's a wonderful life. Jimmy Stewart remake. <laughs> but what if Ryzen didn't ever exist? <laughs> Right? <laughs> I don't want to be around here. Here's six cores, and it'll cost you eight. What's this world here? What? This is a five hundred dollar four core computer. Well, and here I am. That's working. what happened, George, when you decided to not exist. 
Everybody was stuck with four cores and hyper threading. That's all you got. Yeah, here here I am sitting on my uh, eight core fifty nine sixty X. You know, well, yeah, I, know. I know. And for whatever five hundred dollars, yeah. yeah I don't and the, so at the end, of course, it comes back and it's running down the street. Oh, well, good to see you, good old seven nanometer fab. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, you old. <laughs> Cup you mark. Uh, nice. Or it's actually world. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I think it would be a great <laughs> remake. I'm waiting to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah. Yeah, we got other really bad movies to make first. And they're just as bad as your idea. Well if you if you make it a rom com, maybe they'll do it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there you go. A rom com could work. Yeah. Oh, with zombies though. <laughs> rom com with zombies. <laughs> Or, yeah, no, the viral outbreak from the Taiwanese uh, beef jerky. Oh, we can oh, combine yes. all of them yeah, into one thing. All of it. All I of see it. it. I see it now. Uh, Luis, uh, talking about uh, competition, uh, Luis on uh, Discord is asking, uh, do you think NVIDIA has a future without CPUs? Will they make their own ARM plus GeForce APUs in the future? Uh, they already have the Tegra chips, which is uh, it's for mobile, but they're making their own, uh, you know, CPUs with ARM cores and... I'm not sure. Did they have GeForce cores? I'm not sure what kind of cores they they do. Right? No, well, not completely. No, I mean, they're cores. not. They, there's no general purpose. But they're making they're making Tegra chips already. Uh, I don't think in the PC space. I don't think. I mean, they're gonna have to have graphics cards that work with standard x86 chips, and they're not gonna get an x86 license. They've already been through that with Intel, and it was nasty. <laughs> yeah, it's too hard. It's just too hard to make. Although, here's the thing: for all you haters of green things, what if in the futures what if the future, when Intel has, has no, <laughs> here's my other pitch. No, what if in the future, when Intel is established with a reasonable graphics part, AMD has a reasonable graphics part, and they both have x86, and they increasingly want to build to their strengths, which is to make it more closed. The only neutral party, the only honest breaker in 10 years, the one who doesn't have vested interest in either Intel or AMD will be NVIDIA. It's true. I was like, actually, yeah. believe it or not, I was just thinking about that the other day when I saw, you know, PCIe 4 coming out, you know. Yeah. Z. Yeah, that's totally true. Right? I mean, <laughs> what if AMD and Nvidia, Intel says, you know, we're pushing towards proprietary interconnect. You know, we don't want to have this. They could easily lock out NVIDIA or Intel out of their boxes, but they'd have that so because they'd work. It goes against everything we believe in. It'll never happen. I'm just, that's like basically a zombie dystopian, whatever. But I, I just think you're, you know, having NVIDIA without x86 is probably okay, honestly. I think it's almost good for the PC in some ways. All right. Uh, two more questions. Uh, the last serious one from uh, Shabazz. They they literally, for me, spelled out how to oh, pronounce her name. Nice. So thank you. Uh, I he appreciate that. It <laughs> He's seen the show before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a friend of the He's show. He's Mr. Garvey. <laughs> uh, any news on Navi ahead of uh, E3? Any Any news to tell us, Brad? I would expect to hear a lot more about it at AMD took an unusual step and set up their own press conference on, I think, June 10th, I think it is. Uh, I 100% expect that to be where we're going to hear a whole lot more about Navi right. or Radeon RX 5000 series or whatever it's called. Do you think it'll be better than a 2080 Ti? No. Yeah, they've already, no. they've already shown it only competing, well, not only, but competing with the 2070, so 2080 Ti is a bit, a bit out of its weight, I think. 
Yeah, I would expect uh, the Radeon 7 to still sit there at the top in Vegas, to still be around, and we'll have to see. Uh, the press conference, yeah, is uh, next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. Hey, maybe we should uh, stream that out or that's something. That's the 10th. Is it next Monday? Yeah, yep. next Monday. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, I'm not going to be part of that stream. I, <laughs> you got work to do. Yeah, you got, and, yeah. You have other streams <laughs> to monitor. All right, uh, last question. This one's from uh, Jonas, and this one is for uh, mostly for Gordon. Uh, what happened to the Raptors in the third quarter, Gordon? <laughs> the Raptors in the third quarter, they just, I mean, I, I think it, it fell apart, right? It just, it happens against the Warriors. They go on those runs that are insane, and they've been doing it for years where they'll just, I've never seen a run like that in a playoff game or finals, but I mean, it's just, I mean, do that. It was like, what, 16 uncontested points or something? It was 18-0. And if you actually go back to the end of the second quarter, it was basically, there's like a 20-0 uncontested run, which has basically never happened going all the way back to when the ABA and the NBA merged. Really? And even then, it's only because that's when they merged. It's, it's possible <laughs> it's never actually ever happened wow. <laughs> in a finals. So, yeah, they, they, the Warriors have an insane amount of, 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 of firepower, and they go on these crazy runs, but... You know, as a Warriors fan, I still don't know. The Raptors are a really good team. They're worthy of being here. There's they won the first chance. game. And they the Warriors are so beat up now. I think yeah. Von Looney's out. Clay Thompson's questionable. We don't know if KD's coming back. It's really a coin toss. You know, the Raptors are a really good team. They fight. Anybody who thinks this is over, they're wrong. They they beat the Bucks. They were down 2-0, and they came up and just <laughs> right. won the next four. It's entirely possible, so... Don't count it out. I think we need KD back. Everybody, we love KD here in the Bay, so he ain't going to go anywhere, we hope. Go Warriors. So go Warriors. And let's uh, finish it out. Oh, yes, we are done, aren't we? Yeah. So check back next week for your Fix Up PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For our audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Send questions and comments to the Full Nerd at PC World. World, uh, PCWorld.com. Every time you do, we pitch a new series to Netflix that doesn't get made. <laughs> Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ong with Brad Charkas. Adios. Eleni. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray. Uh, no, we are not the PC World, the store in the UK. Just letting you know. No. no nope. Not that. Not. No. Merry Christmas, you old PC World. <laughs>